Hi, everyone. This is Diana Chapman, co-founder of the Conscious Leadership Group, and I'm on my own today while Jim's off this week and talking with Rosa Scarcelli. I've known Rosa now for, I think, maybe six or seven years. Is that right, Rosa? Really getting on that, that long. It's hard to believe. Yeah, we met through the YPO organization, which you are a member, and I started to work with your forum and introduced you to the 15 commitments and got so excited when I heard about how you were bringing them into your organization. So what I thought would be great is to have um, the group learn a little bit more about you uh, and your company, and then we'll talk more in detail after that about how the 15 Commitments is changing your organizational culture. Great. Well, I, uh, one of the greatest things that um, has happened through YPO is meeting wonderful resources, and you are a star among them, and I do really appreciate all that you've given to me. So, so nice to have the opportunity to chat with you about, about it, um, because the 15 Commitments have not only helped me in my organization, but they've absolutely helped me in my personal life and personal development and growth. Um, my company is a family-owned business, second generation. We uh, are a property management company, and we own and operate and manage affordable housing. Uh, at one point, we were also a, a large developer of affordable housing in 14 states, and today we operate a much smaller portfolio in a couple northeastern states uh, in the U.S., and we have about 100 employees, and uh, it's an interesting note. Um, most of my managers are women, and a large majority of my staff are female, which is interesting. Uh, the business was founded by my mother, so we are a second-generation woman-owned business, and uh, so we're unique in that way. And um, we uh, today work with um, my other family members are primarily out of the business, but we, my husband Tom and I, work together in the business, and so we're still technically family-owned in that way. Mm, fantastic. So I know that you were practicing these 15 commitments for yourself. What made you decide that you wanted to take the leap of bringing them into the organization? I think the, the, the real impetus for me to bring them into the organization was just a strong belief that there isn't a difference between my work life and my personal life and my personal growth and my organizational growth were all intermingled and intertwined. And you know, it, was, it was just an obvious transition. Um, I spent a lot of time looking for coaches and teachers. Um, well, I should say I spent a lot of time. I really set the intention that I wanted coaches and teachers in my life uh, after I had an experience running for public office in 2010 and, and had taken a year sabbatical off and came back to the business. I, I felt like it was um, an inflection point in my life that really required some renewing of commitments to not only myself and my family, but to the business and my business family. And so bringing the commitments in was part of this learning process that I was going through. And the commitments, commitments came later, actually, than that setting that intention. But they're, they're all very, the commitments are set up in, in a way that they're very digestible for, for people who have no experience with either a, a spiritual practice or um, personal development growth experiences. So it, it, it was just very accessible and it was exciting to me that I could work with these tools with my team who may have be, be on very different um, parts of a spectrum in terms of their interest in personal development and that they could find this, you know, helpful for them. And one of my commitments is to, to the, the growth and 
unfolding of everyone's best self. And that's my friends and my family and, of course, my coworkers. So these were just obvious tools to use. And um, But it, it came in a progression for me. It just one of those wonderful gifts that, you know, just when I needed something to bring to my organization, these tools arrived um, because uh, maybe a more traditional, um, his, you know, spiritual practice might be very off-putting for some people in the work context. Mm-hmm. And how did they respond when you started to bring the commitments in and ask them to practice them with you? Uh, it was interesting. So, I, you know, I think like the general population, you you will have people who are very interested and gravitate immediately to personal development. And there are others who have no interest in knowing and would prefer not to engage. Mm-hmm. So there is, there's is a whole um, spectrum of, of interest, let's say, but we did it with my leadership team um, and my managers. So about 50 people actually in the organization, nearly half engaged by reading the book and on a monthly basis doing a book group. And we did it virtually and um, I found that of that larger group, there were there was consistently about 25, so about half the group who were very active participants month over month, who were really diving in. But the surprises were some of the people who were quiet, who I were I was sure really just they weren't getting it, they weren't interested, they you know they were happy to have a distraction maybe, but they just it wasn't landing for them. Some of those people have since had remarkable life changes and equate it all to the opening of the book and the reading as a group and being held accountable to these commitments that we were making to one another. And that was the most surprising is that on the surface, you didn't see much, you know, happening behind their eyes. You know, there's not a lot there. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're just different people who are Mm -hmm. committed to committed to being their best selves. That was exciting. That's great. I noticed that yeah. too. So I love being surprised by people who look like they're, they may not be as engaged, but then, but that quietly do all kinds of work on their, on the inside and behind the scenes. So we, we not only were doing the book group um, format, but we, um, my head of HR was every week in her weekly notes referring to a commitment every week with uh, giving an example, uh, and was really setting the tone across the whole organization for practicing um, these things. We spend a lot, there's some that really, really landed for us as an organization uh, in, in a more significant way. One that's significant for me is appreciation. And I started writing random letters, notes, not emails, but handwritten notes to my staff, appreciating them for something. And and all up the chain, um, I would of of our management structure, people would say, you know, I think it'd be great if you'd send a note to so and so for their extra effort, you know, with a particular, you know, project. And so it was it caused our organization to be aware of and look for opportunities to appreciate one another. And that mm-hmm. had a significant ripple effect across the whole organization. And I think that one of, of all of them has been most significant to our culture. Huh. Tell me more. Tell me more about um, how it changed. What What did you notice occurred as appreciation started to become more a part of the cultural behavior? So interestingly, I mean, to, to know a little bit more about our company. So we're a property management company, and we operate in very um, we're very spread out. So we're in very rural communities, and we're all over several states. And so managers and their maintenance team and their cleaning staff 
work in little pods at properties and don't necessarily mix with other managers or their or their regional people face-to-face very often. And they certainly don't see the home office staff here in Portland, Maine, face-to-face at all. Of course, we try to use Skype and other tools, but there is that us and them mentality. I should say there was that us and them mentality. The home office is doing stuff to us. And here we are in the field working so hard to just, you know, manage the needs of our tenants and, and, you know, make these properties beautiful and collect all the rents. And there was an absolute division in terms of um, that sensibility of, you know, working against one another, not for one another. And the process of moving into appreciation uh, really shifted that thinking. And it was mm-hmm. very important to breaking down the walls of that, you know, division. And it was very important to becoming a more productive and more engaged culture because there was no longer um, something to push against, but it was someone to help and to someone to support and someone who was seeing me for my strengths and someone who was seeing, even though they're not there uh, through the grapevine, that I'm doing good work and and vice versa. So it, it was a huge shift in the culture and it really broke down that division. Oh, that's fantastic. One of the things there's that other, I know... There's, you... there's others. Of, there's plenty of others, but that's my favorite one. <laughs> what other ones do you also like? Uh, we work really hard on the the whole idea of um, well, I wouldn't say the idea, but the commitment to not gossip. And I think yeah, that's I was going to ask you about part, that. Yeah, right. It's also part of the us and them mentality. You know, if you think someone's out there, you know, working against you, you tend to you know stir and stew. And and um, so we we've really done a lot to um, have open conversations. If you have an issue with someone, you need to have that issue with you know sorted out with them directly. Uh, you know, we don't have conversations um, with people that we're not also having, you know, with them uh, about whatever needs to be resolved. And so that, you know, it's interesting because gossip in our environment, because we are so remote for, and spread out from one another, was more about um, kind of bitching and moaning you know, about things that, you know, you weren't willing to take responsibility for and actually change. So it went to 100% responsibility as well. Mm-hmm. And they all are tied together. Uh-huh. So, um but it really, I think, came from that uh, long-standing feeling of, you know, we're not a team. You know, uh-huh. we're different. We're we're home and field, and uh, so I think it stemmed primarily from that. So it had all of these all of these steps. Of course, as you know, once you really start working with them, they all relate to the next, and that's why they're built, you know, one on top of the next in a way that makes makes logical sense. But it starts to work, and it's and it you know the momentum grows and grows, and it's pretty cool how they amplify. Did you give any specific training about how your company wanted to handle clearing up an issue with uh, somebody else, you know, or did, yeah, I'm just curious yeah, so, what kind of so we, training they so got. So our offsite, right, so we did, we did, um, you were very generous, and so we have a local coach here in Portland, and when we did um, our management training shortly after introducing the 15 commitments and starting the process. And we weren't fully through reading it together as a group. It was actually sort of the beginning of the process. We did a two-day training with our staff that rather than focus on, uh, you know, nuts and bolts of our business, we focused on the culture and we focused on the 15 commitments. And we took the work and distilled it in a way that would be accessible to, um, you know, our management staff. And, you know, we, we, you know, used the the structure so that we had opportunities to give examples 
and we did we did do the whole clearing process um, and we we did like an hour of clearing and it was clearing demonstrations so our leadership team got up and did lots of different clearings um, and we really we're we're a we're a public relations you know tenant relations focused business as well so it was excellent um, to show our staff how to work through issues when when they've got um, a problem, an obstacle to face. They they started to see everyone that they were dealing with um, and their tenants that were quote unquote trouble tenants as allies. They started mm-hmm. to see how they communi- could communicate and clear issues with them with with the clearing process because that's just an active listening method, which is very helpful. People feel so much better when they feel they've been listened to. It diffuses all conflict, um, and it's just a really important tool for the kind of business we're in anyway. Um, so we, so we actually did that um, early on in the process with the commitments and then, you know, 24 months later at our next all staff training, we did it again and, and just kept reinforcing it. And throughout that on a weekly basis, my head of HR, like I said, would, you know, weave in a commitment, an illustration, a reminder. Um, and, uh, that was a terrific way to keep it in the forefront. Yeah. We're I really have, learning course, that it helps a lot when, when, somebody in the organization is continually um, sending messaging to help people remember and, oh, yeah, and here's what this looks like and here's how you practice. And sounds like yeah. you guys are doing a really good job of keeping that in people's awareness. We are. And, and we also have an influx of, of some new staff. Uh, and, and we're exploring now how to bring them up to speed, you know, how mm-hmm. – and, and so much of it um, already is here because it's part of the culture. But when you have the added challenge of being remote and having remote workers, keeping people engaged or even integrated into, more importantly, a culture is an interesting challenge. And I have not cracked the nut, but it is something that we are, are continually evaluating and working on um, so that we might be able to you know, find a way to just make that routine, you know. And one uh-huh. thing that I'm doing right now, I'm actually exploring a new payroll company that has appreciations built into the software. So oh, when someone great. goes to lo- when someone goes to log in to, to um, clock in their time, they can see on their message board if someone's appreciated them. And I think it's a really, really, uh, it's super. I mean, I, we, we have not started yet, but it's a selling feature to um, one of the many payroll companies that I've, I've just evaluated in this last go around and I, I'm going to go with them because of that feature, because it is aligned with our culture. And uh, I think it's really cool that um, someone's figured out how to do that. So, Yeah. Well, this issue around remote employees, I think is we're hearing from other clients that this is one of the big questions they have is how do you train when everybody's remote? How do you have people practice together when they're remote? How do you um, integrate a new remote employee into the um, practices? And so we're going to be excited to keep hearing from you along the way about what you notice works and doesn't work um, because it's, I think, going to be an even bigger issue as uh, remote employees becomes a bigger part of how all of us are working. Yeah, and I, and I uh, am eager to learn, too, from other folks, for sure. We are We are... It's always an issue for us. We are always struggling, and I think struggling and learning. Um, I mean, we are making progress, but it is—it's not an easy. So there's no easy answer, and I think that uh, it's nice that there's this potentially this tool in a in a 
software that everyone has to engage in every day. Everyone has mm-hmm. to look, you know, uh, into the software every day and look. And that's really cool because it, it definitely um, allows for that natural connectivity that, you know, unless you've got a, an intranet where everyone's landing every day when they log in and they, and they you know, have a, a message board that pops up. I mean, there's, there's, um, there's a lot of maintenance to, to keep that fresh and keep that engaged. And mm-hmm. we actually tried that with our server to have it on our message board. And we found that it wasn't landing for people. We actually had to send emails. We had to uh-huh. send, you know, a daily message in email form. People really needed it delivered to them. And I, that, uh-huh. so that was one thing we learned, that they weren't going looking for it. Um, and that's why I started the handwritten notes. And I'm a firm believer in handwritten notes. And, and I've been doing that now for many years. And um, I feel like that's special and people like to have something delivered to them that's special. So uh-huh. um, to know that they're that value that you took the time to hand write a note. And that I have something specific to say, uh-huh. um, you know, that I know something specific about what they've done, which tells them that someone who they work for thought enough about it. And they know that there's a whole, you know, chain of acknowledgement in the whole, you know, the whole organization, which has got to feel good. Um, yeah. That if, if Rosa knows in Portland that, I did something special in, you know, Climber, Pennsylvania. That that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and that didn't happen because that didn't happen because <laughs> I'm somehow psychic. It happened because their boss told their supervisor, who you know, related to uh, me. Yes. Uh, so celebrations going up the line and then coming back down. Exactly. So yeah. the, the the idea that um, you know everyone wants to be seen and be acknowledged and and to really honor that and. Um, that's important. So yeah. that's where we started. That's that's where I kind of come full circle. I think that is probably of all the commitments, the one that's most key to our organization. Mm-hmm. We're in a very difficult business. You know, and afford, the affordable housing space is challenging uh, for many reasons. We work with agencies that are challenging, and we work with tenants who have challenges, and we work with you know a, a workforce that is very pressed uh, on a daily basis to really deliver um, multiple demands oh, yeah. from many many stakeholders and uh, being a property manager is a hard job you have to have a certain personality and one of the personality traits is to be a very social outgoing person and it's hard for those people to work remotely so finding ways to acknowledge them and and um, see them organization wide is, is really important for us I can understand why the commitment, when I hear you describe the difficulties and challenges of your industry, I can see why seeing everybody in, as an ally is such an important commitment to um, keep people from not getting caught up in the drama of all of that. Absolutely. You do. Yeah. And, and, uh, and it starts with me. You know, when I, <laughs> when I uh, get frustrated, I have to work the process through, question my thoughts <laughs> and make uh-huh. sure that I'm, you know, that I'm staying uh, aligned too, because, you know, it's, it, it's a challenge, but it does come that, that attitude comes from here first. And, uh, and I'm very aware of modeling, modeling the behavior that I want to see. I have one more last question for you. Um, I know that you guys are practicing the commitment of play and other clients are always asking, give us different examples of how organizations that are practicing this commitment play and wanted to hear um, if you had an idea or two that you could share with listeners. Sure. So in my little home office, which is you know, 10 people, we 
have an open, you know, an open floor plan. Of course, I have, you know, my my door is open to the whole group, but we just have a really good time together. So there's just, and it helps to have a couple key people in your organization that have a good sense of humor, and 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 have a lot of energy. So <laughs> we have we have a couple of those. You know, you have a couple plants who just are, you know, you love to have them around. But there's a, a lot of joking. I mean, I'm very approachable anyway as a person, or I try to be, um, because I think you know, of course, the owner, the people are intimidated naturally. So trying to have, you know, as much openness. Um, and I have a quirky sense of humor, too. So we we just have a good time together. And we have a very, we talk about ourselves very openly um, as a family. And we all like to bring our lunch in. So we all eat together most days. Um, so there's a lot of, like, community bonding and just lightness and fun. Um, and so it's not something, it's not like we go out and you know, we're not on a softball team together or any of that. Although this year, my assistant really wanted us to go go-karting for our Christmas party, <laughs> which I thought was pretty entertaining. But um, we didn't end up doing it. But we, we just really enjoy each other's company. Mm-hmm. And that, so that's first. And then secondly, the, the, the other things we do um, for more in the field is we try to make our work fun. So we do, we've done... Um, the extreme improvement um, contest where we've had um, all of our managers put in um, either funny videos or stories or um, just, you know, written short essays about why their property should get all of our attention from the home office and extra money to do a makeover. And so we've done fun things like that where everyone kind of gets in the game and competes and, you know, makes it a you know, just makes it a competition. So our play is a little bit competitive, and maybe that's just just the nature of it. It's but actually I think it's one fun. of our forms of play is competition. It's a yeah. it's a yeah. great form of play. Yeah. So so over the last few years, we've done that. We um, something that we do every year that I'm very proud of is that um, rather than giving to Toys for Tots or or other organizations that are very wonderful, we actually adopt families in our properties, and we have our managers submit um, requests for what families in their property they'd like to adopt and why. And then we we select, and usually we can accommodate everyone that's requested. So, you know, we do on average about a dozen families a year and they, um, our managers get to be elves and they get uh, money to go from our, from us, not from the properties, but from Stanford, our company, to go buy gifts for the family and they do a big party for them and then take the pictures and they share it with everyone and it's just something we do and have done for the last now we're in our fourth year and I'm just really proud of it and it also is very engaging it's one of the things that everyone says is one of their favorite things that they do mm-hmm. um, and oh, so that's, that's wonderful it's not just play it's not just playful although it is fun um, but it is incredibly meaningful because we yeah. have so many underprivileged people in our properties um, and it feels really good to be making a difference close to home Wow, that's beautiful. I I love hearing that. Rosa, I just want you to know how much I have appreciated, in particular, your commitment to spread conscious leadership in the world. So, yes, you're practicing in your own own organization, but I have um, seen how many other leaders around this country and beyond that you have inspired um, to practice as well. And you're a genius networker. And You've taken that um, that gift of networking and utilized it to help impact so many others to live and lead more consciously. So I'm I'm very grateful 
for how you are influencing our world in that way. Well, I'm incre- incredibly grateful to you. So I appreciate our relationship and, and have grown from it um, every day. It's it's really a gift and thank you. And I, I have to say the the only networking and inspiring I do is because I'm I'm simply excited and inspired by it myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's why you're so successful at it. Thanks so much for giving us your time to share about how you all are practicing, and um, we'll look forward to continuing the conversation about how to support remote employees, especially new ones who are coming on board. I look forward to it. Thank you. Take care, everyone. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll connect with you next month. Bye.